Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You heard there in Maria's newscast reference made to outdoor schooling. I think that's a wonderful idea. Uh, Absolutely. We know and have heard from these uh, medical professionals for so long uh, that indoors is really where the the threat exists. You heard the governor just yesterday as we move into fall and winter that uh, as we move back indoors, that's when we're going to need to be extra cautious. And so if you are able uh, to set up a scenario, a situation in which children who are returning to school uh, could do some outdoor learning, uh, that's wonderful. In fact, we talked about that that principle a uh, hundred years ago, uh, just on this program the other day. There, during the Spanish flu days, there was uh, an effort to uh, mitigate the spread, and there were observations made that when people were inside in close contact, that of course the transmission rates were higher, and so. Uh, I believe the the idea started in Germany, if I remember uh, that conversation correctly. Uh, In Germany, they started these efforts uh, to set up uh, schooling outside. Uh, Desks all out there, uh, a chalkboard wheeled out. It's a a simple, common sense, and I surely hope uh, effective solution. And uh, for those kids who like to look at the clouds, like I was, and still am, uh, that's a pretty good setup. You get to look at the beautiful out of doors uh, while at the same time learning. And you're doing so with your friends, uh, socializing and, and being together. That's a win-win-win for all involved. All right. We've got to talk about the post office. Yeah, the USPS. What the heck is going on here? Uh, so, like I said before the break, this is a multi-faceted uh, thing. And it goes back a, a little ways. Uh, President Trump has appointed a new uh, postmaster general. And that postmaster general has laid out some new, uh, some new criteria. Some rolled back has rolled back some of the uh, resources and and operations of the postal service. And so that has a number of people up in arms and frustrated. There are now this is all an- anecdotal still. I'm working to get good objective uh, numbers on this, but there are those across the country uh, who are telling me that uh, yeah, the the mail. At least what I get de- delivered via the USPS is significantly delayed these days. I've heard from a few vets who receive medications through the mail. And some of that has been delayed. Now again, it could all be anecdotal, you know? I don't know. You, you tell me. Would you send me a note, 57500? Have you noticed USPS uh, being delayed or at least just not as quick and uh, rapid as you have experienced it in the past? Now, as you think about the answer to that question, you have to, too, remember that we are dealing with uh, the coronavirus era, where purchases made online uh, are at all-time highs right now as we you know, try, to, try to 
operate within some sort of socially distant circumstance. So I'd like to hear what you have to say. Uh, in the next segment, I'm going to open up the phone lines and ask you if anything happening right now uh, is, is to your liking. Uh, do you believe, as the president has asserted, that to attempt an all-mail-in election this coming November uh, would expose us inappropriately so to fraud? The president has repeatedly made reference to uh, attempted mail-in elections in places like Virginia, uh, New York, and Patterson, New Jersey. Along with your calls in the next segment, I'm going to walk through the details and the specifics of all of those claims. What happened in, New in Virginia, what happened in New York, and what happened in Patterson, New Jersey. Before we get to that, though, uh, let's walk through some of the things that the president uh, himself has said and see how some have reacted to it. So this uh, is the president saying that uh, the, the USPS is not set up for mail-in voting and the election will be rigged. He mentions Nevada. The post office is not set up for millions. When you look at what they did in Nevada and take a look where they're sending millions of ballots and you don't have to have a confirmed signature... There's nothing to say that that person signed it. It's, it's going to be catastrophic corruption. Now this, you, you, you may have heard of these, of these comments made just yesterday by the president. He did so, uh, he got on the phone, he called up Fox Business, and he shared some of these thoughts. Uh, as he continued, he said that the courts will need to step in uh, to rule against mail-in voting. And then, as I mentioned, he points to examples in New York, New Jersey, and Virginia. The courts have to step in. We're in many different courts right now. If the courts don't step in, the federal courts, you'll never know who won the election. Just like in New York, they had an election with Carolyn Maloney, a third-rate congresswoman that I've known for a long time. Third-rate. Well, she won, but they have no idea where the ballots are. Where are the ballots? Many missing ballots. Her opponent is having a fit. But they declared that because it was so embarrassing. Then you look at Patterson, New Jersey. They declared her the winner because it was so embarrassing. You look at then Patterson, New Jersey. Look at what happened there. Look at what just happened in Virginia where they sent in 500,000 applications. And there were, most of them are to wrong people. They sent some to dogs. They sent two to cats. They sent people that, are, that passed away, dead people. They were sent to dead people. And they sent two to cats. You hear that, Rachel? You, you know Rachel by now, right? Uh, she's my cat, and I broadcast from home now, and she hangs out with me uh, here in the little makeshift studio. In fact, she's sitting right here on the desk. And as you heard the president say, little Rachel, you might be on the receiving end of a ballot. How about that? What are the political leanings of a cat might be? Anyway, I'm sorry, I got distracted. The president continued, and th this is the, the comment he made which, which really got people up in arms. And it is, it is startling. To, to break it down, uh, to hear his rationale, uh, I think raises legitimate questions about uh, his intentions uh, and whether or not the, the move to uh, limit the amount of money spent on the Postal Service these days, or at least specifically uh, the upcoming November election, w what is the real intention there? Uh, so uh, l listen to it for yourself. Tell me what you think. Uh, here he is saying that the Democrats want money uh, for the U.S. Postal Service, and if they don't get it, universal mail-in voting can't happen. Three and a half billion dollars 
for something that'll turn out to be fraudulent. That's election money, basically. They want three and a half billion dollars for the mail-in votes. Okay, universal mail-in ballots. Three and a half trillion. They want twenty-five billion dollars. Billion. For the post office. Now, they need that money in order to have the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots. Now, in the meantime, they aren't getting there. By the way, those are just two items. But if they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting because they're not equipped to have it. Those big dollar amounts he mentioned, both the $3.5 billion and the $25 billion, those are both amounts being debated right now uh, in Congress, a Congress which is in recess right now, so who knows when we actually move towards uh, actual debate and actual vote. Uh, but the $3.5 billion is a request by Democrats uh, to be included in that piece of legislation so that an extra $3.5 billion can be spent by the USPS to execute a uh, an all-mail-in election this November. And this is where the president takes issue. Uh, before we go to break, here uh, later in the day yesterday, in a press briefing, the president expounded on his thoughts of earlier and clarified, uh, saying that mail-in voting will cause interference in the election. He says Democrats are trying to rig the election with providing funding to USPS for universal mail-in voting. Uh, he then also mentions uh, New Jersey, and we'll get into the details of New Jersey next. But here uh, is how the president uh, further clarified his thoughts just yesterday. They had a massive amount of voter fraud. And it's been a disaster. Patterson, New Jersey, has been a total disaster. That's universal mail-in voting. So they want $3.5 billion for universal mail-in voting for the country, where you have hundreds of millions of voters. They can't do a little race with 20,000 people. Now they want to take it countrywide mail-in voting. It's going to be the greatest fraud in the history of elections, when you always Talk about Russia, 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 China, yeah, Iran on voting. Uh, your biggest problem is going to be with the Democrats, not with China, Russia, and Iran. Your biggest problem is going to be with the Democrats. But now the Democrats, they want $3.5 billion. Think of it. But now that is our country prepared to handle uh, all mail-in election this year? The number, 801-575-8255. Pick up the phone, give me a call, tell you what you think. Should we be executing an all-mail-in election this year? Can our country handle it? Can the integrity of this election be maintained? I want to hear from you next, and we'll break down what's happened in Virginia, New York, and Patterson, New Jersey, ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am uh, Lee Lonsberry. Some developing news here coming from uh, Payson City Police Department. You have heard throughout uh, the early afternoon that there has been in place uh, a shelter in place order. That shelter in place order remains until further notice, but uh, I have just now received from the police department additional information in the form of a press release, and I want to read these details. Uh, to you. Uh, I'm just getting it now, so you and I uh, are going through these details together for the first time. Uh, at 10.30 hours, Payson police officers were dispatched to a disturbance in the area of 600 East and 500 North. A woman exited her home and witnessed an adult male striking her neighbor about the body and head with a sledgehammer. The woman called out to the suspect to stop. The suspect then turned his attention to her and walked toward her home which is a daycare facility. The suspect proceeded to strike the children 
and another adult with his fists and then fled the area. The male is still at large. The children are receiving medical treatment for various injuries. The extent is still unknown, and their parents have been notified. The victim neighbor has been flown for medical treatment, and his condition is unknown at this time. The suspect is described as an adult male with long black hair, which he had in a bun. The male was wearing a black shirt and black shorts. He is possibly accompanied by another white male with no shirt and covered with tattoos. No other description on the other male. Police in Payson are asking anyone uh, with surveillance cameras in the area to check them for any footage of the males. This comes uh, from a sergeant with the Payson Police Department uh, and is a bit more information on this uh, shelter-in-place order. Uh, There was uh, a woman, uh, she exited her home, witnessed a a male striking her neighbor uh, with a sledgehammer. Uh, She stepped in to intervene, called out. That suspect then turned his attention uh, to her uh, and came towards her home, uh, where where her home also serves as a daycare facility. The suspect then proceeded, this is according to Payson Police, proceeded to strike uh, children and another adult with his fists and then fled the area. Uh, children receiving care now for various injuries. Uh, that's some evil stuff. That is heartbreaking and vicious and evil. And uh, uh, I sure hope uh, that police are able to uh, bring the suspect into custody and that all involved uh, on the victim side uh, uh, heal from their injuries and are soon able to forget the evil they witnessed today. Uh, terrible stuff. Right now, uh, Payson police ask all residents to uh, remain in the shelter-in-place uh, situation until further notice. And then businesses are also asked to use their discretion as to whether they choose to shut down. Uh, so uh, that's some heavy stuff, and we'll be following it throughout the day. I know KSL News Radio's uh, Paul Nelson is in route, and we'll touch base with him once he arrives on the scene. Uh, for the past 20 minutes or so, you and I have been discussing uh, the, the, the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, a few texters have weighed in. Uh, one says, I work for the post office, and here in Salt Lake City, we have had higher volumes than we ever had in the summertime. We are constantly working overtime to get our mail out to the people. And that makes sense, and that speaks, I think, to this new uh, behavior uh, that you and I have, or you and I are engaging in, of ordering a lot more online <laughs> than before uh, the coronavirus showed up. Well, the, the, the question is, is the president correct in, in his uh, upset with uh, the Postal Service? And specifically, is the president correct in the paranoia he feels uh, regarding the, uh, a, an all-mail-in election? Right? In this coronavirus era, in the spirit of safety and social distancing, there are those who are calling for a strictly mail-in uh, election. Now, here in Utah, none of this sounds odd to us because we have been, for, uh, for a while now, able to accomplish the task very smoothly. We've had a number of years to practice. In fact, our most recent elections uh, held all mail-in ballots, uh, and yes, some of the results were delayed. And that would be a new experience for us here, uh, on the presidential level at least, to have the outcome of election so delayed now, of course, accepting uh, the hanging Chad story. But uh, for the most part, we find out that night. I mean, we knew that President Trump was going to be the president at what, like 2, 3 in the morning? Well, what if, what if the president is right 
in all of what has been taking place in uh, Virginia, New York, and Patterson, New Jersey, which has, uh, you know, regardless of who is right or wrong, regardless of who bears the blame, has certainly undermined the confidence that I feel in those elections. The, the Patterson, New Jersey reference by the president, uh, it, it deals with, <laughs> this isn't just rumor or inconvenience, a councilman and a councilman-elect and two other men there uh, face criminal charges for a voter fraud and election fraud. Unauthorized possession of ballots, one of the charges. Tampering with public records. Falsifying or tampering with records. Those are exactly the fears the president has regarding the election. And if I'm honest, they're exactly the fears that I have. In Virginia, uh, the story there was that uh, some half a million absentee ballots uh, were sent to people who may have not uh, requested them. And the addresses were wrong. Some of the recipients were uh, deceased people. And as you heard the president mention, uh, they also were sent to dogs and cats. Joining me on the line now is Dell, who has delivered inserts for USPS, has some thoughts on the matter. Dell, how are you? Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, I, I used to work for a uh, an LTL company, and I'm not going to name the company, sure. obviously. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, this is a couple of years ago, mind you. But uh, you saw the inserts, the, the things that you know you you'd always throw away because they're they're like advertisements. Right. And I delivered these by the pallet, and it would take eight hours for them to get that pallet off the truck because they were union and they just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, there was even a couple of times where I had I ran out of hours. Because you, you, I, I hope you understand the, the hours of service rules for truckers. Right. And I ran out of hours, and they had to have another truck driver come and relieve me to deliver the pallet, the one pallet. Do you, with your experience, and the observations that you've made in this industry, do you think that our, our nation's capable of uh, pulling off an all mail-in ballot? Well, you know, I, I think the Sherry Swenson's done a, a marvelous job. Of uh, doing at least the Salt Lake area of it, it's not. So I, I don't think necessarily that the ballots themselves would be fraudulent, but I do believe that delivering them might be problematic because the USPS just doesn't care. Do you think those problems could uh, arise to such a level that the integrity of the election results themselves come into question, or is it just a matter of now eh, we're going to wait a while? Um, you know. Put it this way, I had a friend of mine that was also in prison, and he frequently got his mail lost, and they just didn't care. Mm. Uh, you know, he he was always complaining how he'd send a letter out, or somebody would try to send a letter into him, and that letter, either one of those letters going either way, would just never arrive. Mm. So my point is here is, is the USPS might get all these ballots and who says that they're, they're delivering them to the right places or delivering them at all. Yeah. So I personally think that for the USPS to handle this, they need to get rid of the union. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing they got to do right now is to get rid of the union. And I know yeah. that will actually never happen. Yeah. Interesting angle, Dell. Thank you so much for your call. Thanks for listening. I have to take a break right now. When we return, fascinating conversation. Uh, were, were you in band when you were little? When you were in high school, did you play an instrument? I did. I played the, I played the saxophone. Well, uh, another angle, another uh, victim of this coronavirus, uh, the American marching band. 
Yeah, you didn't see him at the high school football game that started last night. No. We're going to be speaking with the band director at American Fork High School, that famous marching band from American Fork. We'll speak with the director. How exactly has the COVID-19 virus impacted music in schools? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.